Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to the Bruce Woolley Show on 98.9 FM, The Answer, Columbus. It's September 18th, the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm Jack Windsor, Editor-in-Chief of the Ohio Press Network, coming to you live from Studio 4, filling in today for your host, Bruce Hooley. Thank you for your messages over the weekend asking about Bruce, and I want to start by giving you an update. If you missed the show Friday, Bruce announced via video he posted to social media last week that he had an incident here at the station and consequently went to the hospital where it was discovered he had a large mass on the frontal lobe of his brain. Friday was the day scheduled for him to have that tumor removed. The surgery started at about 10 a.m., and by around 6 p.m., I received an update. The surgeon said the procedure was a success. Bruce is resting comfortably and responsive. I also heard that over the weekend he was very responsive and astute, um, which is fantastic news. They do not know the results of the testing on the brain tumor that was successfully removed. We do, however, continue to pray and expect that he will be returned to full health and healed. We are going to freestyle a bit today. And I invite you to call in if there's anything that you want to chat about. The number is 844-TALK-989. That's 844-825-5989. In about 15 minutes, I'll be joined by State Senator Andrew Brenner, who will talk with us about the latest report cards on our education system. At 1150, I'll be joined by Brian Walsh out of Washington, D.C., who will talk with us about an aviation bill the United States Congress is considering that's designed to make air travel to D.C. easier. And in the second hour at 1235, I'll talk with John Stover. Some of you know John of Ohio Value Voters. We're going to discuss Ohio Issue 1. Yes, we're going to continue to talk about Issue 1 until it's time to vote because it's important. And the Marxist activism being waged on our kids through our education system. But first, I want to welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show, State Representative Beth Lear. Representative Lear is a Republican from Delaware County. Uh, Welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show, Representative. Thank you, Jack. I'm really happy to be here. And I just, if Bruce is listening or any of his family members today, want him to know that I have been praying for him and countless others uh, in my orbit have been lifting him up. So thanks to you and to Bruce himself for letting us know what's going on so that we can just cover him in those prayers. And we really do want to see him come back. We need speakers of truth on the air, and he is key to that. Amen. Thank you for praying, and I echo what you said. He is a fantastic human being, and uh, the sacrifices that he's made in his life to do the things that he's doing here at the radio station are uber important, uh, probably like no other time. Lots to talk about today, Representative, uh, COVID 2.0 and education, but, but I want to start here. I'm looking at the legislative calendar, which our listeners can find at legislature.ohio.gov, and I see that there are committee hearings on the books for this week and a session penciled in for Wednesday, September 27th, but it's marked, quote, if needed. But as far as September, the House doesn't have a session booked. And I'm going to ask directly, is Jason Stevens not scheduling sessions because he's afraid he's going to get vacated as Speaker? That's a great question. And because uh, I am not Jason Stevens, I can't tell you what his actual motivations are. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can say that based upon how things have been going with redistricting thus far 
it certainly looks like there is an active attempt to destroy the districts of several key Republican members. And we know that there are phone calls going on trying to encourage people to run in primaries against other members of the Integrity Caucus. So it sounds like he's very busy raising money and trying to undermine his own Republican members, which doesn't really surprise many of us. Um, it's disheartening to actually have it shoved in your face like that. But certainly there could be a little bit of fear that he may lose the gavel and that would be an impediment to his plans to climb the political ladder. Yeah, an impediment to his plans and an impediment to the deals that he allegedly made with Democrats. Look, this is what it looks like when you collude with your opponents on the opposite side of the aisle. This is what a speakership compromised looks like. I, but I'll dig, I, I'm going to digress if I go any further down that road. Let's talk about COVID 2.0. Last week, I saw two 20-somethings driving alone in their cars, fully masked. I went to the grocery store and saw a handful of people wearing masks. Now, listen, it took everything in me. To not say, you realize those things don't work, right? And they actually put you at health risk. But I didn't. What can you tell us about the COVID crazies, how they're trying to attack sound science, our freedoms, and common sense right here in the Buckeye State? Well, the fear porn has started from a federal level. I haven't seen a lot of it um, at the state level yet, but I can tell you that the good legislators, who opposed a lot of the uh, overreach that happened in 2020, have already started working uh, with our good friends in the medical freedom um, industry and the activists who don't want to see mRNA shots in people or masks on people's faces unless they choose to do it, right? Um, Mm -hmm. We've already started working. And in fact, I can share with you that Representative Scott Wiggum is going to be introducing a resolution for a constitutional amendment to prohibit masking in government buildings, schools, and um, any place where there is public accommodation. I'm already a co-sponsor. I think we're over two dozen, and I expect he'll uh, release that official resolution sometime this week and hope to get a number and And if we ever actually have session, we can begin to move it through the committee process and get it to the floor. I'm not hopeful in that, but I I will rent some of your hope if you do have a little bit that you'll you'll have session in September or October or maybe before the end of the year. Um, So interestingly, we were flipping through. uh, It might have been, I don't know, it was like Paramount Plus or something last night. And and there was a a commercial that came on. It was completely uh, absurd. And it showed kids masked in a school setting and said, get your get your covid vaccine now. If you are, you know, 12 years old um, or below, you really should get this shot because it will stop the spread of the virus. Uh, And they were implying that the masks will stop the spread of the virus. Um, It's just unbelievable to me. I've talked to industrial hygienists who go, no, masks don't work. Even N95s that are stapled to boards. Uh, during these studies don't work uh, fully. Uh, It's crazy to me that we allow this, what you called fear porn to continue to be played out. Um, How do you think this is going to result as we head into the the 2024 election and we head into uh, before that this fall? um, How do you see this playing out? Well, 
I hope, I'm going to rent some of my own hope for a second, Jack. I hope that the American people, and especially Ohioans, have seen through this. Um, I hope they read the back of the box for the masks that you get that says, cannot stop a virus. Um, I hope that they look at real science. We've always known that science should be questioned. That's what real science is. So if people are saying, oh, the question is settled, the science is settled, then there's probably a 99% chance they're lying. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that what we do is hashtag do not conform. We need to say no. We are the people who run this country, not the elected officials or worse, the unappointed or the appointed bureaucrats who've never been elected. So we need to stand up and take our country back and say no to these things that are actually harmful. The mRNA shots are harmful to children and the masks are harmful to children. Don't do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting because we're still having this public debate about abortion and, you know, those types of things. And the same people who want you to mask and take a jab, they're all about bodily autonomy on the other, on the other issues. Hey, let's, let's pivot to education. We've got about a minute and a half here and I'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen in the state house. I'm not sure what's going to happen in the Senate, but I do know that local control is still a thing. And there are a lot of board races. What's going on in the education realm right now in Ohio? Well, you're right. Board races are this fall. And a lot of people don't go out and vote because it's local voting and they don't know enough. Please, I encourage everyone, pay really close attention to the people that are going to be on the ballot. If you are disappointed in your school system and the same old, same old people are on that ballot and they have challengers, look at the challengers. Because we know that the people who have been in there have not, for the most part, have not been supporting our kids. We have a really great team in Big Walnut, and they're trying to add some strong people there. Olentangy's got trouble on their board. They haven't had people standing up for kids. So this is an important election. And down at the State House, I'm trying to help um, my folks on the board by making sure that they have the laws they need to be able to stand up and do what's best for kids. So it's a, it's a combined effort, local and state right now. State Representative Beth Lear, she's a Republican and she's fighting hard for our kids and uh, education and uh, against the COVID crazies. Thanks for joining us today on The Bruce Woolley Show. Welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show, 98.9 FM, The Answer in Columbus. It's an honor to be here with you today filling in for Bruce. And uh, State Senator Andrew Brenner, he's a Republican from Powell, Ohio. He's chairman of the Senate Education Committee, and he's joining us right now on the LegacyOnPossumRun.com phone line. Senator Brenner, thank you for joining us this morning. How are you, sir? Uh, thank you, Jack. I'm actually now in Delaware, but that's all right. You're in Del. Oh, you are in Delaware. I'm sorry. <sighs> That's right. But Powell's a great place. So it all is. People down there who are in Olentangy, they pay a lot of property taxes, though. Yeah, yes, they do. And I know that. I know better than that. I, I, I kind of went back to the old tape in my mind. Hey, um, first things first, important things. Will the Buckeyes go to South Bend and get a win Saturday, or are the Irish coached by former Buckeye linebacker Marcus Freeman going to get the W? Based on the second-half performance of Ohio State, they're going to beat Notre Dame, I think, pretty nicely. I like that. I felt that way this morning, too. It was good to see that offense start clicking. 
Uh, what an explosion. Four touchdowns in like nine plays there. Uh, incredible, uh, incredible effort. Yep. Um, all right. Now, important matters as well. Education report cards are out. Districts in our listening yep. area like Dublin and Olentangy, they're beating their chests. How did they do? Uh, they did quite well. Um, actually, if you take a look at their report cards, as an example, Olentangy, uh, which, uh, I mean, they're five stars across the board. There was one area where they had a four-star uh, that was in the uh, progress area. Uh, there are a couple areas in uh, Olentangy where they need some improvement, and that's uh, some science and uh, uh, American government, for whatever reason, uh, didn't go well in Olentangy. But they were a five-star school district. Their report card looks really good. Um, there's really nothing there that most people in Olentangy can complain about, um, maybe except for the school funding formula itself. Okay. Uh, Dublin. Westville, Westerville, you know, they're doing well. Uh, if you take a look at their actual achievement numbers, most of the kids' passage rates are in the mid-70s. Uh, they do have some uh, passage rates in the 40s. So, for instance, Westerville's eighth-grade math passage rate was 42%. Wow. Uh, that is something that if I were Westerville, I would be taking a look at. Again, this goes back four years when the pandemic and everything was shut down, those kids really fell behind and math is, is an overall an issue. I want to get to the urban districts, but I'm going to, I'm going to put you on the spot because yep. I know you're good for it. Okay. Um, I, I love that these school districts have five stars, particularly Olentangy, because that's important to me personally. Here's my concern. As a conservative parent, there are some things baked into the education structure. Uh, I call it Marxist activism. Uh, are, are report cards measuring those things? Or are they rewarding uh, this this kind of whole child mentality? Um, and are they doing it despite the fundamental learnings in math and science and reading and writing? You know what? I, I That's a good question. I think that when we switched to this overall rating, the idea was to, you know, give people an idea of how their students are doing. Mm-hmm. I'm almost now convinced that we just need to tell them these are the raw scores. I think most parents can get it. I think most parents can get the fact that, you know, like in Olin Tangi, 82% of the sixth graders were proficient in math. Uh, they can take a look at, um, you know, Youngstown City. Those same uh, eighth graders in uh, math scored proficiency rate at 14.5%. Uh, so that, let's. I mean, anybody knows that if 84% of your kids are failing, even if you've got, in the case of Youngstown, two stars in Youngstown this year, their overall rating was actually two and a half stars because they're making up on the gap closing in progress. But the problem is, is the gap closing of numbers that were close to zero in many of the passage rates. So even if you're in the teens or 20s or 30s, that is doubling where they were, so they're improving, but at a rate that's still so slow that the bulk of their kids are still failing the, you know, the, the proficiency exam. So I think that there is a, an issue here where we need to just tell the parents, you know, look, you, there's got to be a lot more happening here than is. Yeah, and, and that's an interesting thing. I was actually looking at the TV this morning before I went on air and saw that the Youngstown teachers are, you know, trying to negotiate. And I'm in my, in the back of my mind, I'm going negotiate on what you're 14 and a half percent proficient in math in eighth grade. 
Talk to us about the urban areas. There are some in trouble. Um, absenteeism seems to still be an issue. What, what did you find in that report? Across the board, our urban schools are still in trouble. Um, chronic absentee rates are still extraordinarily high. Columbus Public, the largest school system in the state of Ohio, last school year's chronic absentee rate improved from the prior school year. But the prior school year, 2022, it was 65%. This year, it was 57.8%. Mm. So while it is an improvement, you still have 57.8% of your kids missing 10 or more days of school, and the chronic absentee is 10 or more uh, days uh, missed of school. Um, and, and just that 10% is enough to set a kid back, which can cause their, you know, their overall passage rates and, and so forth to plummet. And that's what we see. We see it in every single urban school district. It's not one of them. It's all of them. And it's, you know, there's, there's things I think, though, and I'm going to say, I think there's some things we did in this budget that will help improve those kids. Number one, we expanded Ed Choice across the board. Uh, number two, we put in a requirement for structured literacy across the board. No more messing around with these, uh, you know, um, plans that don't work, uh, mm -hmm. such as uh, whole language or the queuing method. Uh, we're saying phonics and getting back to the traditional uh, reading, writing, uh, and I think we're also going to be working on math as well uh, this fall uh, to do the same thing. Those kind of things will get kids, I think, back on track. Um, and then I think more parental involvement. I know you've talked about the fact that, you know, when parents try to get involved in the many districts, it seems like they're shoved back. Yep. That's got to come to an end. Parents have to be involved. They have to be informed. Uh, and the schools have to be open about what they're doing and the, and the needs that they need for these kids uh, to get them caught up. Yeah, about a minute here. I, and I agree with you. I've watched uh, previously Board of Education meetings um, in, in Olentangy, for example, and parents who stood up and the former superintendent there basically shaking his head and acting very arrogantly toward parents who have a valid point. Um, and, and that does need to stop. But I think you're right. I think that expanded education choice across the board is going to spell disaster for those districts that don't get it together. And hopefully we have uh, money that flows through to those institutions that are doing right by kids and by families and uh, that we continue to hold those that are not performing accountable that way. Uh, Senator Brenner, we're out of time this morning, but I'm really grateful that you joined us. Uh, thank you. Keep up the good work and uh, come back and visit with us soon. Okay. Will do. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for tuning in to the Bruce Hooley Show. I am your guest host today, Jack Windsor. And uh, come back on the other side of this break. We'll cover some top stories.